You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we once again get lost in our recap series of Lost, the TV show that you loved in the early to mid to late 2000s and probably haven't watched in a while, but you're probably watching it again now because we're telling you to because. If your name's Catherine or Shedmeister, you basically listen to everything we put out there. So we hope you're enjoying it as much as we're enjoying it. And we are now officially into the 14th episode of the very first season. It's an episode named after us. It's called Special. Uh, this episode aired on the 19th of January, 2005. It was written by everybody's favourite David, David Fury, and directed by everybody's favourite Greg, Greg Yatanis. Yatanis? Greg. Um, it's, it's, he's a good guy. Uh, my, my name is Ben and you dogs want to play golf? And I'm Noah and I've been a functioning bulimic since junior high. So. I, thought, I thought you had. Uh, Sad time. Didn't want to say anything. But only have knots down on my belt on this island. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not quite bikini weight yet. Yeah. I mean, you've known me for about five years. <laughs> the one thing you thought when you saw me was bulimic. <laughs> Same with me. You assumed I was a bulimic too. Um, we're just bulimic buddies. Um, hello to all our bulimic listeners out there. Uh, big bulimic buddy. <laughs> Stop laughing at that. Hashtag alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag bulimia isn't funny. Uh, I am excited to talk about this episode because <laughs> once again, we are talking about a character that we haven't had a flashback yet. Uh, it's Michael and sort of Walt. Boo, Walt. But um, this, I mean, yeah, off the back of uh, two minutes in a row for you, uh, how how are we feeling here mm. today? Uh, is it going to be a trail of minutes? I mean, what, what's your take on special? Uh, well, first, I need to apologise if my audio quality is a bit bad because my microphone was being a bit special. So, um, God believe me. We'll, we'll see if we can fix that for our homecoming or maybe for our outlaws uh, soon. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, it's really sad because I've always maintained that season one is the best season of Lost, always. I've never really ranked them, but I've always said this is the first one. But I have to say, and I've always said it's one of the best seasons of TV ever, but I have to say, doing these podcasts, I think season one is going down for me. Wow. Um, But, you know, I've always maintained, hands down, it's above the rest of them. Um, And it probably still will be, let's face it, but... Yeah, uh, special, it's okay. <laughs> it's The on-island stuff is kind of garbage, but the flashback I actually like uh, gives us an... We don't learn a ton other than that Walt is special, but it just gives Michael a new kind of perspective that we needed. Um, but, yeah, you know, I really... I keep saying I don't mind filler on loss, but these filler ones are just not doing it for me. Um, but it's okay. There's definitely some stuff going for it here. Um but it was much better on a first watch now than it doesn't hold up, unlike some of these episodes. But, yeah, it, it's better than Hearts and Minds. I think, to me, it's always a case of I get excited for a, a new person. Like When you first watch through Lost and you're getting that flashback to kind of find yeah. out about these characters. And to me, that's always, like, the case when we've gotten these new ones. And, I mean, I, I've always liked Michael. Michael's kind of, you know, he's not been my utmost favourite. I don't dislike him. He's kind of like a middle character for me. But I've always liked him. Walt's giving me the shit, though. Um, but I, I kind of, you know, I talk up how I'm always intrigued by what Kate's doing, you know, Jin and San, you know, Boone. What more can you do with Boone? But, like, at least with Michael... <laughs> Like, I enjoy Michael's flashbacks, but it's kind of, 
it's good to just get that background on Walt, but I, I kind of think he's a bit similar to Boone. That what else can you really do with Michael? Like we find out why he's got Walt, and that's really yeah. all you need to learn from him. Because if I'm not mistaken, are his other flashbacks aren't they really related to when he leaves the island and comes back or something like that? Aren't they not necessarily related to what he does before he gets on the island? Yeah, well, he's got four flashbacks, and his third one is about where he was when he went missing during season two for, like, ten episodes, kind of like when Claire goes missing. So that's that story. His fourth one is the big one that's pretty much the whole episode is one big flashback about how he comes back. Uh, and the second one is a really garbage, rushed plotline about uh, Brian adopting Walt. So right. you're completely right. He has some good episodes, yeah. uh, but they're not uh, his background stories. They're more related to the island story than... Yeah, so you're completely right. It is a bit Boone-like where there's just not much. Like, you can't really have a, a flashback of Michael, how he learnt construction or something <laughs> like that. Like there's, Yeah, there's an eight-year gap or whatever between the beginning and the end of this flashback. But, you know, I don't think he was up to too much interest. It's kind of like, I mean, the next episode, for example, kind of, it's it's almost like with Charlie, they, they go out of their way to find pointless flashbacks for him. Whereas, like, with Michael and Boone, they probably could have done that, but we just don't get it because I guess they're not Dominic Monaghan. They're not in Lord of the Rings. So it's it's kind of, it's yeah. interesting that, that way. Thing's- uh, that being said, sorry to interrupt you, but we are on to a Michael episode. And that being said, Harold Perrineau was one of the bigger names. He wasn't a household name by any stretch of the imagination, but a few years before this, he was in The Matrix 2. True. Which, I mean, obviously The Matrix 2 and 3 didn't create this big thing that the original one thought it was going to be like this huge franchise. That kind of died in the water. Um, <laughs> but he was also in that show Oz. I've never actually really yeah. seen it, but it's you always read that in like the best shows of the nineties or whatever like that. Um, one of those early kind of cable shows that broke barriers. Um, so, you know, and nowadays he's just a recognizable face. He hasn't done anything big, but he shows up in things. You know, oh, it's, uh, I actually looked him so, up. Yeah. He's in, he's a, he's actually a lead in some new show, actually. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I just, I looked him oh. up about 24 hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, yeah, he's not Dominic Monaghan, but just as we are talking about Michael, Harold Perrineau, um, yeah, he was one of the more recognisable ones coming into this, obviously with Matthew Falk, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, underrated actor, I think. I agree. I, I, whatever you think about Michael, I've always liked Harold Perrineau. The show that he's just uh, joined in is a show called Claws. Never heard of it. Um, but there you go. He Claws. plays Dean Sims on Claws. Uh, Claws that, Oz. That's got to be a hit. I can just feel it. <laughs> Claws. But, yeah, like, I, I think kind of to me, like, with... Yeah, you're exactly right with Harold. I, I <laughs> We're on a first-name basis. Um, I, I think I'm a big fan of his outside of the show because I think I've talked a lot about... You watch the bloopers. He's just... He's hilarious. And, like... The interviews and kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff, whenever I've seen it with the actors, like, he just seems like such a nice guy and such, like, a fun guy. You want to hang out with Harold, um, you know, whereas, like, if yeah, you... he actually... Oh, here you go. No, I want to hear who you're about all, to respond. All, all I was just no. going to say is if you, if you hang out with Matthew Fox, who... if you hang out with Matthew Fox, you don't want to catch a bus. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. I probably could have interrupted. <laughs> yeah, and it is kind of cool that he still actually stays in contact with Malcolm David Kelly, who plays Walt, so... Um, like, not, I'm sure they don't hang out every day, but it is kind of cool <laughs> that those two stay in touch 13 years later. Um, yeah. They actually had a close bond on 
on the show and off the shows. And I'll say, I, I don't dislike, was it Michael David Kelly? Like, I don't, like, the actor, I've seen, like, something, he kind of seems to be one of these ones who he he embraces the fandom of Lost, and he seems to be very active with the fan community. And, I mean, he's obviously grown up now, um, and I, I like him as a person. I just hate the character of Walt. He's a pain in the ass. So, like, in no way am I saying that. that I'm, like, against the actor. It's the character that I'm against. So... Uh, I don't just I have think, a thing for um, him in real life. <laughs> last I heard, he was doing some rapping or something. I don't know what he's up to now. I don't know if he's still acting or not. But, um, yeah, I guess one thing that TV and film do, does really well nowadays is child actors. Yeah. Um, I think we're beyond the point where child actors are no longer child actors. They're just actors Agreed. in the show. Um, and I... Don't think you saw it, did you? But no, um, no, no, at the time of the recording, that's semi-new and that kind of blows everything out of the water in terms of where you can go child actors and, you know, Stranger Things and stuff like that. Um, so nowadays, that's kind of a thing. But back in, like, you know, early 2000s, 90s, 80s, child actors really were a thing. Like, you knew, oh, they're the child actor. Yeah. Oh, cringeworthy. And Malcolm David Kelly, he... You know, he has to do some demanding stuff in some of these episodes of Lost. But I do think there is a bit of a sense of a uh, child actor there. Um, but he is a hell of a lot better than some child actors. It just doesn't... This is maybe something that doesn't hold up where nowadays they would cast, like, an amazing actor who just trumps some adult actors. Um, yeah, So he's, he's okay. He's not the worst one, but it definitely does stand out. I like that they had a child in there. It's just... Because normally I hate children in TV shows. Well, I'm the same. But. And that's what I've said a lot in our Nip Tuck and Third Watch ones, is that, like, I'm I'm usually one of these people who... I think Colin has his old lady actress hate. Uh, I'm generally the, <laughs> the, the child actress hate, uh, or actor hate. I just... They, like, they can really ruin a show when you've got one of those really grating yeah. child actors. And for the most yeah. part in Nip Tuck and Third Watch, like kind of the main kids in them are pretty good. Like, they're pretty standard. Like, Joey in Third Watch and Annie, well, she's got a cult following with us on Nip Tuck because she's just never there. But, like, Walt, I think, just is kind of... Uh, he's just great to be like, in this one, you're a jerk! Like, shut up, Walt! Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, he's not the worst, but nowadays it would be a better act. I think my thing is not child actors. It's child actors when there's, like, one in a cast of adults. True. Like, if yeah. the show is about, like, if it's a Stranger Things thing or something with, like, four lead children or something, um, then it's okay. But when it's, like, just the one and it just stands out so much... Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it all kind of changed. I'm completely forgetting Don Draper's daughter in Mad Men. I think she was probably the first one, because that would have come a few years after this. She was kind of the first child actor who really broke the bounds and actually added to the show rather than a detriment. Um, but anyway, that's a whole... That's child actors off. Um, <laughs> I actually... It's interesting with Michael David Kelly. You mentioned his music career. I actually... He was part of... Now, yeah, Malcolm, sorry, him too. Um, but I I didn't realise you wouldn't have a clue given your music taste compared to mine, but he was part of the, the duo MKTO who had a couple of big hits recently. Uh, well, in the last five years, at least, had Classic, um, God Only Knows, Bad Girls, um, that kind of did well here in Australia. Thank you, that went to number two here in Australia. Uh, and I didn't realise he was in them, so there you go. 
MKTO fans out there. That's Walt from Lost. I'm blown away. Um, I'll have to send you some of the, You hate their music. You wouldn't like their music, Noah, but I'm telling you now, they were big. So, wow. I've never heard of them, but I'm sure they're great. Yeah, far out. Anyway, uh, maybe that stands for um, Michael killed to others. Hey, look at that! <laughs> <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> there we go! Uh, <laughs> you think we scripted that? That was on the fly. <laughs> ben, Ben's like, oh, I'm no longer the dumb one. I'm, I'm the sure. smart one! I can work out acronyms! I did something good! <laughs> That's an acronym, right? Um, anyway. Uh, All right, special. <laughs> I'm special. <laughs> so, as always, we'll talk about the flashbacks uh, versus the island. Uh, I mean, this, I think, kind of ties in a little bit more um, compared to some of these other ones we've done. Because, obviously, I think the flashbacks are here to establish why Walt is so dismissive of Michael. Um, and I, you really do feel for, for Michael because, clearly, um, his entire life with Walt has not really been his fault. So, uh, excuse me, I'm just burping on air. That's professional. Um, <laughs> could have edited it out, but I didn't. So, um, we... Did you, um, just quickly before we get in, two questions, because uh, we will talk about the flashback, but this one was really long. Yeah. Um, and I guess the first question is, in these kind of more filler episodes, like, we don't mind the filler, but do you mind if, you know, some of these episodes are more flashback, kind of character-based? Um, no, I like them. It's, yeah, I, I think if you're going to do filler, you know, have some nice kind of character moments on the island. But if you're going to do filler where there's nothing too much on island to do, then why not have a 20 minute flashback? I think it was less than that. But, um, and then the second question is how crazy at the end where it was like 20 seconds of island and then into a flashback and then come back and it was like five seconds. Well, that was of out of my notes. I'm like flashback. literally writing the separate bits. I'm like, oh shit, there's not even a separation there. It's just like flashback. Zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it because I think also what this does is it sets you up kind of in the future because given when we get to a certain point with these flashbacks when they're so connected to the island, like, we get to that point of loss, don't we, where flashbacks are not necessarily about the characters anymore in their previous life. It's about sort of relations to the island. So I think kind of you get yeah. used to that because we do have episodes in the future where I feel it's like 80% flashback, 20% island. Um, and, and the thing, like, kind of, we've established, like, when we're doing these notes about how sometimes an episode will go by quickly and they won't, depending on, you know, if you're a fan of it or not. Like, this is what I think Lost is so good at doing, is it separates and makes, and always makes episodes go quicker than usual because you've got two sides of a story here, which they're switching between, and it's done so well. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if we've really kind of talked that up as much as we maybe should have, but, I mean, the way they do flashbacks and sort of chop between the island stories, like... I think it's just, it's so well done. That's a good point that on a first watch, there can't really be any terrible episodes. Of course, there's bad episodes on this rewatch and even on a first watch, but every week you're always getting something new. You're always going to have, even if the island stuff sucks, you're always going to have that kind of flash um, and it gives you something about these characters. So even with the bad episodes, there was always something there and lost. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. And that's the kind of thing on like, the first viewing. Like, this was such a groundbreaking show. It was all the talk of the town. I mean, I'm sure, like, again, I've never watched Game of Thrones, but I'm sure if you go back to Game of Thrones episodes, there's going to be a few misses along the way, even though it seems everybody just makes out like this is the greatest thing ever. So, I mean, that was lost when it was released. So, 
Um, yeah, and that's kind of, as I say with you, like, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that you are this super fan of this show. You know, you know so many details about this and that you're binning them. I think, if anything, that shows how much of a fan you are because you can be more critical about episodes knowing them back to front on the grand scheme of things. I'm sure if we did this again in 12 months' time um, on my fourth watch compared to a third watch, great show, download now via the Oz Network, uh, that I would probably change ratings as well based on, you know, other things as well. So... Um, Either yeah. that or I'm just an arsehole. Uh, that too. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so the flashback, uh, I according to Lostpedia, our friends over at Lostpedia, um, this is actually 1994 that this one's set. I, there you go. I think this is the furthest back we've yeah. gone, except for... Besides when they're kids. Yeah, should have yeah. gotten up, Jack. Like, besides that. Um, well, yeah, you could tell by Michael's hip outfit. Well, I was going to say, I love it. It's great. Why isn't he wearing this hat all the time, Michael? It's fantastic. <laughs> he actually, And the thing is, yeah, he actually looks different. Cool. Like, I know he doesn't have the beard, but, like, he actually looks really different. Like, it looks like this is a dated <laughs> flashback. Um, but I think he pulls it off. How, how do you say his last name? Perinu? Perinau? Perinau, I guess. Perinau? Like, you, you pull that off, man. You wear that. Wear that hat. Um, but he's, he's with Susan. Uh, they're shopping for cribs. Ugh. This is my baby's crib. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, let's have it out in the alley. This is three months' rent. Um, you know, good conversation about rent. Um, and this is obviously where he's, what, about to start his construction while she goes to law school. Uh, so you can Love support- that we got a flashback for the construction. I know, right? We really we needed, needed that. We really did. Um <laughs> And we obviously, he mentions the name Walt, and like, oh, I'm going to name it after my father. Oh, okay. You know, and then we also get the little subtle hint about them not being married. You know, oh, is that why you won't marry me? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yep, cool. Baby shopping, because we need that in Lost. Um, but is, do you not think, because Walt's last name is Lloyd, mm. Michael's is, um, oh, God. Michael's is Dawson. Sorry. Dawson. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. I was getting there. I had a lot... <laughs> <laughs> lost fan panic there. Um, you know, it was a bit cringy. Like, oh, well, but he's going to take my last name if he's taking your dad's first name or something. Like, the the last name is easily explained by the fact that Walt gets adopted. Like, like I don't know. I just thought that was unnecessary. But Yeah. And, and generally... There's not much to talk about there. It's I mean, you never hear that Michael's married either. So it's kind of... Yeah, I mean, generally the baby will, for the most part, they take the mother's name if the child's not married, right? Like, that's generally how it goes, I think. Really? <laughs> Depends. I mean, it, uh, traditionally... Uh, look, my I parents were not married. All, all definitely the, don't have my mother's last name. All, all the women that I've had babies with, um... <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that, so I'm, maybe I retract this statement. Never well, heard well, of that well, being a thing. Maybe, no, you, I had a friend, he, like, changed his last name, like, three times, because he's, that was, a, that was, like, a days of our life scenario, but then, like, my sister's first child, she wasn't married with him, and I guess he, the baby took his last name. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know what I'm saying here. Again, this is why I don't have children, because pff, plenty of reasons for that. Um, but anyway, so, the next flashback, uh, we've got little baby Walt, uh, and this is kind of where we find out that, uh... Susan is going off to Amsterdam. Can I, like, we're, we're starting this new trend, aren't we? The dick of the week. Um, <laughs> Susan is the dick of the year. Susan is a dick. Like, she's up there, Thomas levels of dickery. Like, fuck you, Susan. Uh, I, I might go on record and say Susan is maybe worse than Thomas. Like, well, Susan I, look, is just the biggest dick. 
I've got to say, I might agree with you there because, like, let's analyze this whole situation here. So, she's discovered that she's got a job in Amsterdam. Great. She's going to take Walt with her. Not so great. Michael's going to fight. Uh, and then she's all like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? You want to live on a boat? Or no, he said that, whatever. Um, and then it's all <laughs> like, um, well, we can, we can do counseling and, oh no, but you're not working and the court's going to side with me because I'm a working mother and you've got nothing. At what point, at what point does she say, why don't you come to Amsterdam with me? Like, why yeah. is this not a thing? Why is this like, they're still together at this point. It's not like they've broken up. So like... She's on levels of dickery here because she's leaving him no matter what. Like, they're meant to be in love. They've just had a baby. You Like, go off with your baby's father. <laughs> she's already fucking Brian at this point, isn't she? Like... <laughs> you know, she definitely is. Uh, and not, not Shannon's Brian. Uh, yeah, so many Brian's maybe... in this show. <laughs> <laughs> someone had a bandetta against someone called Brian. I think, what was the other the name? Thing. David that everyone's uh, got a name against? Or... Yeah, David David and Brian. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, there was another one as well, I think. Um, yeah, I've never been to New York, but I lived like 30 minutes away from Amsterdam. And I can almost guarantee you that Amsterdam is much cheaper um, than... <laughs> than New York would be, right? Uh, You've been to New York. Um, it depends where you go in New York. I think people over-exaggerate New York as expensive. I mean, I'm sure it is to live there, but, like, it, it's one of these cities that depends where you go. It's not like Sydney levels of expensive, but, yeah, there are areas where it's cheap. There's areas I mean, my, my point is I've lived living in the there, Netherlands. Yeah, it's, living, it's I could not, imagine, in New York would be expensive, yes. I've lived in the Netherlands. It's not super expensive. It's cheaper than Australia, um, but everywhere is. Um so, you know, like, you know, and yeah, it's not an English speaking country, but I feel like they speak really good English. Construction work, I feel like that's not something you have to. They build dams and dikes and that, and like they always need to fill those walls up, right? So, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a really kind of hip, arty type place. So maybe that's perfect. Van Gogh, that's exactly. perfect for Michael's art. Um, so, you know, I could see them raising a little, in the nice little skinny house in Amsterdam, raising up Walt. Um, but, yeah, she's in with Brian already. Come she's on. doing him something chronic. I mean, this is bullshit. Like, I mean, he's so in love. Like, he wants to go to counselling to fix it. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Susan. Like. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm telling you, that outfit, you know, people would look like that in Amsterdam in 2017. <laughs> so, he was... He was <laughs> Fit in perfectly. Like I could see him down, down, head take the Walt <laughs> to the coffee shop. Um, uh, I got some yeah, questions about Walt. A, oh yeah. Oh, you go finish yours. It's it's mine's kind of a, an ongoing one that needs to probably be established when they're in Australia. <laughs> well, uh, they say here that Michael hasn't worked in months. Like I don't know. Like I feel like he could get a job in construction in New York. It's New They're York. Always There's God, for fuck's sake. You think things. Melbourne is a city of construction? Like, I've been to New York twice, and I swear they've never finished building it's that city. constantly on rotation of building things. <laughs> uh, what does he say? It's winter, so, it's slow. Yeah. And actually, that's another valid point, actually. I will say, uh, when I was in Montreal... Uh, recently, because I've been there, like, sort of just on the cusp of winter and just on the cusp of summer. And when I was there in summer, like, there's just construction going everywhere. And my friend said, like, yep, it's construction season because you think about it in the winter, 
it's snowing, you can't build in the winter. So we've got two seasons, construction and non-construction. And I think I was in Boston as well, and I did a city tour, and they also said a similar thing. They said, like, we've got two seasons in Boston, construction season and non-construction season. So that's going to be New York as well. New York, similar weather to Boston and Montreal, whereas if it's winter, it's snowing, you're not going to be building. Susan, you're even more of a dick here. Like, what do you want him to go and do? Like, build buildings when it's snowing and, like, minus 20 outside? Like, you're a lawyer. You're in a cushy little office. People are always getting sued in New York. Why are you going to Amsterdam? Who's suing who in Amsterdam? Because somebody, you know, stole their drugs compared to, like, getting shot every five seconds in New York? Like, this is the 90s New York as well. It's the crime capital of the world. Come on. Yeah, I mean, there can't be much interesting happening in Amsterdam. No one gets murdered or anything there. Um, <laughs> and just another thing, like, I live in Utrecht, the Netherlands. So that place, summer, winter, that was constantly in construction. I mean, beautiful place, but there was just always things going on. The um, Dutch are busy people. So, Americans get a bit lazy, so... <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, it's winter. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm just going to go on record. Number one... Benjamin Linus, number two, Susan Lloyd in evilness <laughs> rankings of all the characters ever. Ethan is not up there. <laughs> no, Susan, number two, she's not budging. <laughs> but the thing is with Ben being number one, we like Ben. Uh, yeah, we hate Susan. Yeah, fuck you, Susan. You can go to hell. She's not going to purgatory. <laughs> well, she doesn't, does she? She's already dead before <laughs> no. this starts. We'll get to that. Sadly, uh, Michael doesn't do them. The, the thing that I was yeah going to say with um with Walt is that like I get he's around two Americans but like why does he still have like a full on American accent if he spent most of his life in other countries like I can't imagine he doesn't spend more of his time around like little Dutch kids or Italian kids or Australian Hello, I kids. Am, I am Walt. He should have a weird accent. Oh, I'm going up and you know, like, g'day, I'm Walt. I'm Walt. I, ride, I ride my bike. <laughs> hey, I'm Walt. I went to Stop. Italy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fairness, they do explain this on the show. We moved a lot. True, but he's that actually... That was like a Walt It was, like Jesus. <laughs> Malcolm? I'm never going to be able to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, how's MK... T- MK t- t- oh, I can't even say their name anymore. Uh, whatever. Um, so our next flashback, Michael's on a payphone. You know this is the 90s because he doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> um, just chilling. And this like legitimately looks like a street in New York. Uh, a lot better than yeah. when we get to a certain city shot later on. Um, but um, he's on the phone. I want to talk to Walt. And it's like, oh, no, he's not here right now. Oh, and then we hear a voice in the background. Stupid Brian. Classic uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Plus, he just never shuts up. Uh, I it think should have been Shannon. Like, oh, <laughs> Boone, help me. Um, it's like, I've been seeing someone. Oh, who? Who is he? Oh, I don't have to tell you that. Who is he? It's Brian. <laughs> the guy who hired you. Uh, I mean, can we just point out, I know we've said this, but this comes directly after Hearts and Minds, and in both of those flashbacks, one of the characters gets a phone call from someone they love with a man named Brian being heard in the background. (laughs) This is literally one episode after we had the phone call with Brian in the background of another character. I think the writer behind this had a bad experience with calling people and having Brian in the background. (laughs) (laughs) They literally, oh, oh shoot, we've got to do another script. I thought we only had 24 episodes. Let's just change the name. Uh, so Michael's angry, he hangs up the phone, I'm coming to Amsterdam, and he gets hit by a car. Uh, which, can I just say, I remember watching this live and thinking, like, what the fuck? Like, I was, like, so confused by this. I'm thinking, like, well, we know he's not dead. 
<laughs> I think Michael's a ghost. <laughs> ghost Michael. Uh, I like, mean, he will be a ghost eventually. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I, I, I was so like confused because it's kind of. I mean, it's implied to a point that this is obviously a long time ago because Walt's what. 10 so therefore you're assuming like i'm dumb remember so i'm not automatically assuming how long this ago is but um yeah well, they do pick, they do pick this up next in season two episode two we see directly pretty much what happens straight after this i oh, see i can't remember that but i love i love here on lost Pedia, there's an article for golden pontiac uh the golden pontiac <laughs> oh, no he's a gold colored 1988 to 1992 pontiac bonneville <laughs> that has been involved in four separate car accidents in unrelated episodes with lock kate michael issue. and hurley <laughs> someone also had an issue with the pontiac isn't that the car richard has uh, maybe, but I love here. It's well, like it's like fan theories. After numerous fans noticed that the same make of car was visible in these accidents, fan theories began to develop. The theories claim that these events in three separate flashback storylines involve the one and same vehicle in either coincidental or intentional fashion. Other theories speculated on the identity of the driver. However, these questions were posed in an interview with Damon Lindelof. Uh, he <laughs> got the- actually- oh god. And this is what my answer was about to be. This is kind of obvious, like these overthinking fans. Damon Lindelof confirmed that the same prop car in Hawaii had been used to film four scenes <laughs> and that it was not significant. Like, I would just assume that's the case. It's like they're working on a set. If you've ever been to a movie studio or a movie set, they have a select number of props. And, like, even in Hollywood, they've got, like, these vast sheds filled with props that other studios will, like, hire. Like, Paramount will hire some props from Universal because they catalogue them all and go, oh, we need a specific coloured shirt or something like that. So they've got all these catalogued. I can't imagine in Hawaii that they've got the resources. So they've probably only got, like, ten prop cars that they can use. So analyse every single scene of every single flashback. You've probably got the same ten cars driving up and down a street to make it look like it's a city. That's... Uh, for people who binge watch this later on DVD or Netflix or have just recently watched it or watching it for the first time with us, which is a bad idea because <laughs> it's kind of already spoiled most of the show, but um, you probably wouldn't understand just how crazy the fan base was for this. Show. It was the first show to ever have a fan base that devoted and that crazy that, you know, you hear that now and you think, oh, that sounds completely whack. That is just an example of a thousand million different kind of theories and different like people picking up every little thing. And you, you hear our questions at the end. You can tell we're only actually asking the questions that we know are kind of relevant. Uh, like if this was a first watch, we would maybe have 15 questions for every yeah. episode. Um, so that's why we don't have like all these crazy ones. Like that book that I've got, there's got heaps of different questions, but you know, the fans were crazy and they were looking at Aztecs in scenes and saying, oh, this is all connected and creating theories. And I feel like that's kind of been forgotten nowadays in the era of Reddit and social media where every show kind of has that. But this was the first one where they just went nuts with everything. And I think it's why a lot of people were disappointed with what happened with a lot of answers in the show because they thought there was this huge conspiracy going on or something. And a lot of it was just, you know, there's a prop car. And you've also got a, um, I mean, you and I obviously having backgrounds in Survivor, we, we've dealt with Survivor fans for a long time and we know how they get. I mean, 
we'll, we'll again kind of spoil the magic here that by the time of recording this, we actually have not released any of these. So, like, by the time you're listening to this, you've obviously, we've released 13 previous episodes. This is the 14th one we've released. But we kind of backlogged a lot of these. And that's why, again, we're not answering your questions. Um, so, like, 14 episodes in, we're still a few days away from actually releasing episode one. So, we actually don't know what the fan... Like, we could be the most hated Lost podcast in the world. Like, we, we don't know. We're blacklisted amongst Lostpedia and all the other fan communities. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> But, um, you know, we've only we dealt with the survivor fan. In episode three, that <laughs> yeah. we did something wrong. They like Boone, block. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway we, anyway, we really look forward to the feedback, guys. Uh, can't wait. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so next flashback, Michael is drawing. Uh, this is kind of what we get to really see besides him making showers out of bamboo. Uh, his first real um, look. Do we find out, like, I know, like, for example, weird connection into Titanic. Like, when we see in that scene where Jack's drawing naked Rose, you know, it's it's well established. That's James Cameron drawing naked Kate Winslet. Do we know oh, who... I and- just... I heard Jack drawing naked Rose, and I've never seen Titanic, and I'm thinking about Lost right now. I, I, yeah. I missed that deleted scene. <laughs> Rose gets bored waiting for Bernard. <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls, Jack. Uh, <laughs> no, like <laughs> Titanic Jack and Rose. <laughs> I've just got an image. I've got this image of Rose on the beach, <laughs> naked. <laughs> We're in the heart of the ocean. I'm I'm sorry we didn't get to your stuff, but if any of you are like Michael and you're good at art, I want to see that fan for the show. Please. Jack drawing naked Rose. In the age of equality, it should be Rose drawing naked Jack. (laughs) Both will work. Locke comes in, I looked into the eye of this island. I didn't see you doing this. <laughs> um, yeah. my, my question is: Do is it ever been released? Who is who draws these pictures? In like, is it really Harold that's drawing these, or is it a you don't know? Or oh, I don't know. It was the Pontier. Hey, it was a Pontier. All right, cool. There you go. Question for the fans out there: Whilst you're drawing Jack and Rose. Uh, <laughs> I also want a picture of um, Rose on the front of the Titanic with her arms extended. Jack, I'm flying! <laughs> <laughs> Making out, having sex in a car in the bottom of the Titanic. <laughs> I'll never let go, Jack! I'll never let go! <laughs> oh, God, I'm never watching Titanic the same way again. Uh, so, Michael's drawing. He's drawing a little image of a guy on a, with a broken leg. Um, then we get Nosy Nurse. Um, oh, I didn't know you had a son. It's like, well, when did I tell you? You're my nurse, not my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, shut up. You should have said that. Don't forget your role. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's a nice little scene. This nurse is, I'm sure she's got an article. Here she does. Of course she does. Uh, Nurse. (laughs) Nurse. (laughs) The nurse appeared as special as Dr. Michael. (laughs) She talked to him about the sunburn penguin joke. She said she has four children. (laughs) <laughs> Origin, New York City. Connection, Connection nurse. nurse Michael. <laughs> I love it. She said she had four children. Monica Garcia plays nurse. Uh, <laughs> her background. Oh, she has not typecast. She's been in ER, Grey's Anatomy, General Hospital. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> Pepper Dennis, Scrubs, Injustice. 
She's like in every medical show ever made. Uh, she probably really is a real nurse. Anyway, good on you, Monica Garcia. Surprised Lost Petey haven't done an article with you. Uh, we'll get her on the show. Um, but yeah, we get this joke, like, because Mike was talking about, like, he's sending this to his son and, uh, oh, I want to put in a joke. And we get, you know, what's black, white, and red all over a newspaper? No, a penguin with a sunburn. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it really is terrible. This is why <laughs> um, you shouldn't write jokes in the script. Lost? You're not a sitcom. This is why you should stick to your job, nurse. <laughs> yeah, nurse. <laughs> nurse Michael. <laughs> But then who should show up? Stupid Ugh. Susan. Here she is, <laughs> sauntering in. Oh, I heard yeah. you're in an accident. Why have you flown all this way and not even brought Walt, you stupid? Yeah, that broke my heart. Like, why? Like, why? Leaving, like, you're leaving him with Brian? Brian doesn't even want Walt. Doesn't even want him. <laughs> like, Brian's a bit of a dick at the end, but at least Brian's honest. Unlike you. <laughs> Oh, and then what does she want? She She's like, she... <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but I'm glad you did. I agree <laughs> with you. Um, she sucks all up to Michael. Oh, the bills are coming to me because I'm rich, I'm rich, rich. And then what? She just kicks him even further in the gut. Oh, Brian wants to adopt Michael uh, Walt. No, she. No, he doesn't. You Getting just want... married. Oh, moving fuck. to Italy. Stupid, stupid Susan. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so we go back to another flashback, and Walt's aged. <laughs> it's good for him. Well, this is this is interesting because this is a Michael flashback, but really this episode is a Michael Walt flashback centric because you know this is weird because they had to have this one scene in there to show that Walt was special, and you obviously couldn't have Michael there. Um, so it is quite jarring that we've got all these Michael, but you get one Walt scene. Um, so yeah. really, Walt gets a flashback before Shannon. Well, this is this is a thing which you, I think you de- do definitely have to classify it as Michael and Walt, don't you? Because um, you know, yeah, Colin's Michael's not here. Colin and we and I made a few jokes in our Titanic uh, recap because you know that's technically told through flashbacks through old Rose's eyes, and yet we're seeing scenes on the Titanic that Rose isn't a part of. Yet we're led <laughs> to believe that she's telling this story about scenes that she wasn't even in. Like, how does she know how Jack gets on the Titanic when he's playing a card game? Um, you know, little things like that. Whereas, like, yeah, like, if this is just uh, a Michael, like, how does he know that Walt's creepily killing birds? Um, <laughs> which, actually, I want to point out something about this. So, what happens here? Walt's there. He's looking at Vincent. Great. Um, and he's bitching. Typical Walt complaining. Uh, Why do we have to learn about birds of Australia? We're in Australia. Yeah. Can't we learn about, like, birds from, what does he say? Like, Botswana or something like Egypt. that? Egypt. Egypt. Um, which has a connection to the show. Egypt can't. And it has a connection to the show, but yeah, dumb well, Walt. Yeah, like very dumb Walt. Like we're Australian, we learned about birds of our own we country, about didn't we? Australia. <laughs> Stupid hey, Walt. Kookaburras are hilarious. They are. I like kookaburras. Yeah, they're great birds. Um, uh, do you think that on this flashback that it shouldn't have been here? And do you think Walt should have got his? whole own episode or yeah. we don't need a Walt episode. Well, if they were legitimately thinking about doing a Vincent flashback, like, I think that, like... Well, Walt... they, were, they were thinking of doing one scene, not, like, a whole oh, episode. But... That would have been the best episode no. ever. Um... Yeah, I've got mixed feelings because I don't want to see Walt in a whole episode, but also maybe he did deserve one that kind of gave some more answers about him. Yeah, I think, I think to me, it's a bit forced. He's this whole Walt special because... I mean, you can probably fill in the gaps here in my brain. <laughs> Good luck. But, like, do we get, like, it doesn't seem, they 
talk this up, but is it really brought that much yeah. into it? Like, it's more of a fan theory, isn't it? Like, that whole bit earlier when we said, like, oh, once it stops raining, I'll help look for your dog and it stops raining. Like, oh, that was Walt. You know, like, it's not really delved yeah. into that much, is it? We'll talk more into it towards the end of season two, but, you know, they dropped the ball on this. Um, and, you know, it will be in our questions, and whether or not it's answered is up to interpretation. I pers- personally think it is answered, uh, just based on the fact that Hurley talks to dead people, Richard Alpert doesn't age, Miles can also hear the dead, Walt can do psychic things. To me, that is an answer. Mm. To me, the answer is... In this, this is not the real world. In this world, there are people with powers. There are yeah. special people. They're on charm. But that being said, I'm not giving them a huge let off. Like this was completely dropped the ball on, and I personally think it's answered. But really, they brought up this thing that completely got ditched, even though they knew they were writing Walt out of the show. So, yeah, it's a bit of both. But the thing we'll to me with this scene that kind of like. This this is where I get a little bit iffy about this whole sequence is because it's kind of yeah Walt's looking at birds great poor old Susan's sick who gives a shit Susan just die already um, Brian's all like oh boohoo and like typical shitty little Walt I'm talking here you're not paying attention you're not looking shut up Walt like I would hate I, I feel so sorry for Brian like Brian has to deal with Walt and Susan like. <laughs> I mean, Brian's a dick, but you're right. Imagine having to deal with both of them. Oh, my God. But then all of a sudden, a bird hits the window. Everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, a bird's hit the window. Like, welcome to Australia, this people. This happens Multiple all the time. time. Like, same. Once at, once at my house, and actually, you're not going to believe this, but actually the window is still taped up. About 10 years ago, <laughs> a kookaburra or some sort of bird kept banging on the window over and over. I think it was seeing its own reflection, and it would do it every morning. It would come in, and it would just bang, bang, bang on the window every morning. One day, we come home, and a bird-shaped hole is in the window. And <laughs> like one of those cartoon only... things when a person runs out the door, their body shapes in the, in the wall. <laughs> it could only bang so much that the bird eventually got through into the house, and... To this date, uh, there's still like a kind of like a just sticky tape that tapes the window up. We never actually fixed it. Um, Got around to fixing it. (laughs) So if I go back to my dad's house, uh, maybe I'll take a photo next time I'm there. But there's like just this window that has this kind of kind of cracked, taped up window thing because a bird flew through it. So it's really what's not that special. Well, the thing, the thing, this is kind of this is the thing with this scene. Like maybe it's just an American thing that doesn't happen in America. Oh my god, a bird flew into the window. That never happens. <laughs> um, but like to me, um, just I don't get why like Brian looks at him so freakily like because like he gets up and it's like, oh, is it dead? And he's like, oh yeah, poor guy. Then he like looks at Walt as if just like this guy's the spawn of Satan. Like. Seriously? Like, I know it's a bit coincidental because he's looking at birds and wanted the attention. But at the end of the day, like, if I'm if I'm here right now, my nephew is looking at a book of birds and he's like, you're not paying attention to me, and a bird flies into the window, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I don't want to adopt you. You're a freak, baby. Like, I mean, seriously? Well, I think the thing is because it was the same bird that he was looking at. Um, <clears throat> and then I guess this is maybe where we needed a another, like, a Walt flashback, because I can't imagine this is the first kind of weird thing Walt's done. Um, so, yeah. What do you think of the idea of in 
like an alternate world, there was a season two flashback or something that revealed that Walt can't really control his powers and he was actually responsible for his book too much or... No, well, this is where kind of I would buy into a Walt flashback because I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there where maybe we needed a little bit more around this because to, to me, excuse me, it's very like forced, like, again... It doesn't... It's freaky, but it, to me, it's not super over the top. Like, if uh, 50 birds on the page all crashed into the window all at once, yeah, okay, kind of creepy. But, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that maybe we needed to have that a little bit because, I mean, just thinking back on when I watched this last year, like, I can kind of loosely remember some of the stuff at the end of season two, but it's like, I just feel... That's why I asked you, like, it just feels like this doesn't get added to more and it's more of a fan theory about what he can do. It's kind of like whole, the whole rain thing, as I said. Like, I mean we want to know about these powers and maybe he can't control them, but maybe he's honing them a little bit and the island, like, helps him hone his powers. You know, it helped, uh, you know, Locke walk again. Rose is going to have a cancer cure. Jin, uh, son can have a baby. <laughs> Jin probably could too. But, like, it's, um, <laughs> you know, spoiling yeah, everything Yeah, they dropped there. the ball on it. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Like, it, I, I feel then, as much as I despise Walt, I feel that, yeah, we could have more here with him and his powers. There are some fans who go crazy over the fact that they didn't continue this story properly. And to me, I'm just like, eh, I don't care, because I didn't really <laughs> care about Walt. So it's like, there's so many more... In- we're about to get Benjamin Linus and Desmond to next season. So it's like, I don't care about Walt. Yeah. There are some fans who go absolutely crazy about it. That being said, they knew they were writing him out of the show because he got old. They could have given us one episode that kind of wrapped up this story. Like you said he's honing the powers you know I I don't care too much it's like Walt turns out to be not so important even though we thought he was like a huge important key thing but you know they could have given us some and I think at the uh, end of the day um Sorry, I looked at something there that's not funny. But um, people really don't want me to eat some jelly beans on Instagram. Um, but, <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, it's not just you. Um, 60% of people think I should eat the jelly beans. Uh, <laughs> in joke with people listening at home. Um, but I can't remember what I was going to say now. I, I lost it at jelly beans. But um, yeah, like... I agree with what you're saying, though, about it. Like, I mean, I don't really care either. I mean, yeah, you, you kind of want to have a completely perfect show. And, like, as, as much as we're going to go through these episodes and say, well, people can play in the polar bear wasn't explained, people can play this. For the most part, the major questions are answered. Yeah. Not ev- Like, Lost isn't perfect. Lost doesn't tie up every loose end. But I think yeah. Lost does a better job than people give it credit for. And Absolutely. I think I think you and I are big fans of of, you know, continuity and things getting tied up. You know, it's it's something that we're talking a lot about in the Nip Tuck one, how I think that doesn't get as much credit. Nip Tuck does it, for the most part, very well. Third Watch is kind of the opposite. They kind of get very loose and bad with it by the end. But it's it's. I still like a show that's consistent. I mean, I never forget. I, I Look, I can't even remember. I just said I never forget now. I'm saying I can't remember. But, like, as a fan of ER, I mean, that went for 15 seasons. And I remember in one of the later seasons, there was some, like, like something they brought up there was just such a subtle little reference, but it was from like 10 seasons previously, but it just tied it up so well. And I was just like, wow, that's really doing well with like your continuity that's 10 years old and you remember that and you tie it up. So like, I, I just as a fan, it really like is a good thing. And I think Lost does it better than people give it credit for, as I said, but little things like this, yeah, okay, they're not going to completely get it. And I can understand why fans might get shitty, those diehard live by Lost fans. Um, but again, unlike you, it's Walt. He gives a shit. 
Yeah, they don't get to it. Libby's another example that they yeah. really drop the ball on. But you're right. For the main, the main stuff, there's nothing major in this show. Like, people go crazy. You're not probably going to get this, but there's an outrigger scene um, when they're flashing through time in Season 5 where, people, where they're getting chased by an outrigger. Um, they're on an outrigger. They're getting chased by another one getting shot at. Then they, 30 seconds later, they flash to another point in time. And they never explain who was shooting it. Uh, yeah, I know the scene you're crazy about. over yeah. that. And it's like, this scene has nothing to do with the major show. It has nothing to do with the characters. It has nothing to do... With, like, they were just in a point of time where, you know, there was people shooting. Like, yeah, they should have explained it. They brought it up. But it's like, people go crazy over that. And it has no bearing on the show at all. Well, there's... um, um You you watch the so, Watch... You know, there's little things. Well, you watch the Watch Mojo YouTube channel, and they've got a few lost ones there. And there's yeah. one I watched recently was uh, Top 10 Biggest Plot Holes in Television Shows. And number one is lost the whole series. Um, and they point out like a few little things. And like one of the ones they point out is like the whole, which again is, is maybe a question I have and perhaps you, you can give me answers and we're a long way away from this, but it's the whole Jacob situation about how he can all of a sudden conveniently die. Um, so like, again, that's well ahead. That's what season six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, just yeah. what the inconsistencies as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to pretend that, that's perfect in terms of consistency either. There's stuff with, like, that Jack's dad showing up on the island and the cabin and stuff like that. You know, there's definitely inconsistencies, but it's just, like, yeah, the main stuff. Like, I don't care about Walt too much. And I hate to be that fan, but the characters really are more important to me. I do like the mysteries, but the fact that they wrapped up so satisfactorily the uh, character storylines is enough for me and you know the mysteries come second i do like them but they did they did a decent job yeah no i, agree. I mean look at, and i guess it's a weird comparison we can bring to something like survivor that we've been so used to covering it's like you know at the end of the day the edit of a season basically comes down to how a person wins and how some people lose and you get characters uh, contestants along the way who get a terrible edit and you never really get explanations so we get them on the show we talk about it and we get kind of stuff behind the edits like there's always things that are going to get left by the wayside because you're going to focus on other storylines and again it's not perfect no i mean i would question any tv show that's perfect again bringing the game of thrones reference is game of thrones that perfect i don't know uh you know i'm sure there's plenty of highly esteemed team i mean sopranos is often talked about as one of the greatest tv shows of all time never seen the sopranos and i'm sure that that's got plot holes along the way that make no sense i mean the ending i know how that ends is often regarded as one of the worst endings in the history of tv but it's subjective you know so yeah there's a whole other yeah. debate for shows and i would question that there is such a thing as a perfect tv show third watch no that's not perfect uh, <laughs> as much as i love it it's definitely they for fuck's sake forget one of the major characters dead wife's name five seasons in come on <laughs> um anyway uh so yeah Walt's killed a bird he's a freak so our next flashback is uh brian showing up to Michael's house. Uh, I need oh, to come Everyone's in. a dick in this flashback. Except for Michael. Can I just point out, okay, so he knocks on the door. I'm Brian Porter. Susan's Brian? Like, go away or whatever he says. And it's like, um, I need to come in. Uh, Susan died yesterday. Okay. Just, <laughs> just God, he's, he's quick. Yeah, exactly. Like, he must for- have flown Oceanic. But, <laughs> well, he survived. Like, let's, let's just establish this, okay? His beloved wife dies. Okay? What does he do? Within 24 hours, he's on a 14-hour flight from Sydney to LA, then a five-hour flight from LA to New York. He's flown nearly 24 hours to knock on a door to say Susan died yesterday. Like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, I did think of that too. Like as soon as she dies, on the, I get that he doesn't like Walt, but he's not heard of the telephone. Well, exactly. I mean, they they, they had email in two thousand and four. Uh, I mean, I mean does if, he if fly you rang back? Michael up. Man. Yeah, I mean, maybe probably just stays in Michael's apartment. Maybe. Oh, you series. just chill, man. Uh-huh. ESPN's on, the game's on. I'll just fly back and get Walt. Like, do they share yeah, a I mean, flight like, on the way back? So, so, <laughs> so still awesome. bad in sex? Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... She, she would, would be bad be, in sex, she? yeah. <laughs> I mean, she only had one child. So. Stupid Susan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she would be. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure if Brian called up Michael, was like, yeah, I don't want your son. He's in Australia. Susan's dead. I'm I'm sure Michael would be on the flight straight away. I'm sure he wouldn't be like, oh, damn. I think this is more of a case of we're rich, we have money, I've bought you a ticket. <laughs> like, No wonder Walt is screwed up. He was Mum's just died and then Brian's just disappeared. And Brian's been his dad for nine years or something. But that's this is the one time I can actually sympathise with Walt because, like, Michael shows up. And, like, again, we know from Michael's perspective why he hasn't been in Walt's life. We're sympathising with Michael. He's trying to relate with Walt. But you've also got to look at this from Walt's perspective. In Walt's eyes... His dad walked out when he was little. Like, he's got to believe his mum. Like, why wouldn't you believe your mum? Of course you would. Brian, as you yeah. said, is the only father figure he's ever known. So he probably calls him dad. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, Michael shows up, speaks to the nanny, because he's got to have a nanny, and it's like, hey, I'm your father. You're coming with me. So when Walt actually says, I'm going in with you, like, yeah, you're yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stranger totally danger. <laughs> Yeah, totally understandable from uh, Walt's perspective. Like, I mean, just to picture yourself in that situation, yeah. someone you've never met in your life shows up and says, all right, you're coming to live in America. Walt's well, never actually lived in America. Can I just well, point out, if somebody did knock on my door right now and said, I'm your real father, we're moving to America, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, how rich are you? Yeah, um, New York, I'm there. Uh, <laughs> I love construction. the nanny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the nanny has a name, which is great. Oh, God, does she have an article? She does, too. Of course she does. Uh, but I don't know how to pronounce the nanny's name. You want is me to do it? Uh, Dag- Dagnay? Dagny? Dagny? Dag- Dan? Dan. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> like a weird way of pronouncing Dan. D-A-G-N-E. Like, that's a weird name. Connection. Uh, was she Lived in Susan Lloyd. She- uh, Natasha Goss. Let's have a look at Natasha. Um, she... Uh, I like her. Uh, uh, I was shipping Michael and then Daniel. Date of birth, unknown. Origin, unknown. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb. Because um, the accent was, like, weird. It wasn't fully Australian, but it was also like, oh, maybe she is. She's, she sounded, if she's not, she does a decent Australian accent. Um, yeah, better but, than the cop. Yeah. Uh, but I like her. I was I was pushing for her and Michael. Better than Susan. <laughs> Yeah. Her her and Michael have more chemistry than Saeed and Shannon. So it's Do you think Brian and Danny were having yes. an affair? <laughs> no, actually hang on, let me rephrase that. I think Susan and Dagny were having an affair. Um, stupid Susan. <laughs> yeah, of course Susan would um, like, Oh yeah, she was terrible. But yeah. Um he look, sh- we really need to get off the flashback, but I just gotta ask you. You know, is this a bit of a case of, like, oh, our main character is just perfect and everyone else in this flashback are terrible people? Or can we see some perspective from the other characters 
is this totally not out of Michael's control? Is Michael not necessarily a complete saint? Uh, I mean, he doesn't do anything wrong, though, in the flashback. He fights for Walt. Like, no, but it just it feels like a bit too much, like, oh, everyone around you is horrible. And, but I like, think this is Michael. Is I think our this hero. Is, but I think this is kind of the thing with Michael's storyline, is that whilst a lot of these characters are flawed and they've got issues in their life that lead, lead them to the island and they've got to deal with their past issues and kind of how they are, I think Michael's almost the opposite in that, I mean, he's lost Walt... He's led a basic life. He gets his chance again with his son. And that's kind of what this um, episode is about, isn't it? Where he's all of a sudden like, I need to get off this island. You know, I, I'm not being here with my boy. And that's why the whole raft idea comes about. And then kind of Michael's life turns into a real tragedy because of the island, because of, you know, when Walt gets taken and yeah, kind of he does everything. And it's just like, you think of the tragedies of these characters and like, is there anyone more tragic than Michael ultimately? Like, okay, Boone dies in a couple of episodes, but like, I mean, Boone's been led a pretty good life. He's rich. Um, you know, he got to have sex with Maggie Grace. That's pretty I decent. Mean, I, I feel like John Locke is miles ahead in terms of tragicness, but you're, you're right. That knowing how this ends, it's, it's, it's not going to be a happy ending. But you would Michael. argue, though, like, like Locke's life is tragic until the island, and he's embracing the island. He's happy on the well, island. Well, he still dies. Well, everybody but four of these people do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I mean, he's up there in tragicness because both Michael and John Locke try and kill themselves in the future. So the island isn't necessarily good to Michael. And that's one thing with Michael, too, is that... Um, kind of when, like you mentioned before, he kind of goes missing for a while, and I kind of, like, always was thinking, like, what happened to Michael? What happened to Michael? And I'm glad they kind of come full circle on, on that. But uh, anyway, I will say, just quickly, um, we'll get off this flashback, because obviously Brian, sort of, we get that little scene with him where he's like, you know, he's claiming that Susan wanted him to, but it's not, it's Brian. Brian's the dick. Like, Susan was the dick to oh. Michael. So Brian wants to just get rid of him. Um, you know, he wants to go off and bang other nannies. And this is where he's kind of like, you know, things happen around him. You know, he's different somehow. Um, there's something about him. Um, but can I just point out, again, I, this is nitpicky, and I know all of this was filmed in Hawaii. I know why it's the case. There's a shot when he's standing on that porch, and you can see the buildings in the background. Now, this isn't even being as nitpicky as it was last episode where Boone's on the dock, and I'm like, that's Honolulu. That's not what Sid down Harbour Sydney looked like. But I think kind of you can get away with that in a way, because unless you've been to Honolulu, like I wouldn't have noticed that until I've been to Honolulu. This is so obviously not Sydney, because look out that window. The buildings are very Hawaiian. The mountains in the... But Sydney has no mountains around it unless you go way out in the suburbs. Like if you're in the CBD of Sydney, like, you cannot see mountains. Um, so, like, it's it's just... To me, that really threw me, that scene. I was like, wow, they're not even trying... Like, superimpose yeah. the harbour bridge in the background like you do in those hotel scenes with Jack's dad. <laughs> like, that's all you need to... Put a kangaroo bouncing around or something like that. I give them points off because they did New York so well this episode. Yeah, so true. win some, lose some. True. All right. Anyway, so that's a flashback. We're like an hour into this episode. Oh, We're not I, even on the island. <laughs> well, I, we, I don't know the timestamp for flashback. this flashback, how long it goes for, but it's definitely the longest one so far. But yeah. still, we dragged a bit. But I do have to say, one of my favorite bits is Michael kind of sticking it to Brian uh, at the end. He's like, oh, we can take Vincent. Um, he's Brian's, and no, he's, like, he's sending him. Oh, he's Brian. <laughs> Brian, said, Brian did not say that Bob could have been. There's the inception flashback. Just... Inception flashback. Brian's <laughs> drinking in his apartment. Oh, I've lost the love of my life, Susan <laughs> and Vincent. Not no. Vincent. <laughs> 
<laughs> Walk down the street, um, sees a happy couple walking another like Labrador. He just starts Labrador. crying. <laughs> yeah, so I, I love that about Michael. Like, Brian said you could have him. Like, he so didn't. <laughs> Said you could have the nanny too. Um, so anyway, so, screw Brian. He can go and live with Thomas. Yeah, look, uh, I, I, I hope I, Brian led led a really bad life after this. Not as down and Brian as you are. I think Brian's acceptable in many ways and why he's this way. But fuck Susan. Um, you know. Do you reckon uh, Brian, the other one from Australia, is there a connection between these Brian? They kind uh, all, of have both all, big builds. All Brian's are related. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, if it, if it was the same freaking car, then there must be some connection between these Brian. So, and Susan anyway. had a blood disorder. For those are playing at home who were concerned about why did Susan just die? <laughs> like, she had blood disorder. Yeah. Screw Susan. Who cares? We and really she's going to come back one more time Ugh. in the show. Like, you know, I'm I'm love doing this podcast, but this is one of the main things I'm so glad we're doing this because every time I rewatch this show. And just like, absolutely go to hell, Susan. So I'm so glad that I finally just not watching this and just in her anger. Now I can actually express my anger because Susan is horrible. She just sucks so bad. Coming soon. So, yeah, I hate I'm Susan back. podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's going to come back season two, episode two. I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, let's go back to the beginning of the episode. Uh, the island. <laughs> we'll go through this pretty quickly, <laughs> I feel. So uh, we yep. start off on, on Michael's eye. If you didn't oh. guess. That was Michael. Um, and then he's, like, yelling, he's lost Walt again. <laughs> Don't you love how the Michael episode starts with, Whoa! Of course it does. His catchphrase has got to start with that. It's it's literally like, this show is called Lost because he keeps losing Walt. <laughs> it's just like, Walt! <laughs> uh, so, basically, yeah, he's, he's missing him. We get a nice little scene between him and Charlie. You seen Claire's bags? You seen my son? <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, and then I love, I love, uh, is this where Hurley's like, you dogs want to play some golf? We're just setting up here. We're betting deodorant sticks. Um, yeah. <laughs> just random. Um, but yeah, Walt, Walt. Yeah. Boohoo. Uh, anyway, so Locke is with Walt. He's teaching him how to throw. Uh, I love random um, Boone watching on. <laughs> oh yeah. Apprentice Boone. I just got a. I love the Hurley line where, oh man, he must hate being the father. And Jack's like, oh no, it's a tough job. Hurley, nah, he hates it. <laughs> yeah. Hurley is the honest, the, the honest truth yeah. on the island. He's, he's the voice of the audience. He really is. Um, Sorry, I just had. No, it's fine. I, I I had written here on my notes, nah, he hates it. And I was wondering, what does that mean? But then, okay. <laughs> um, I like Boone's shirt with the cards on it. <laughs> Such a Boone shirt. It's like Boone shirt of the week. <laughs> like, he had the Asian symbols for... Oh, I just love Boone watching. It's like... <laughs> Boone likes to watch. Um, He's getting then, Yeah, He is. We'll see that in this episode. Um, but, so, yeah, Walt's throwing a knife. Oh, I suck. Basically, I'll visualise. I looked into the island and you can visualise the spot on the tree. So he does, and look, he does it at the same time. And typical, like, Boone is Neo from The Matrix here. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then Michael comes in. You gave my boy a knife? (laughs) Fair point. Well, exactly. But then here comes Boone to protect his man. (laughs) (laughs) You really need to calm down. I love this. What are you, his lapdog? (laughs) And Boone just shuts up. I love that Boone tackles Michael to the ground. That's just great. 
<laughs> is this where he punches him? Is that later on? Where, like, Michael just punches yeah. Boone? <laughs> oh, it is. Punches That's Boone. Crap. That's right. He jumps on him. Boone's getting a bit kinky. He wants a threesome. <laughs> he just, like, pins him down. And all it takes is one little punch from Michael. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. It's so Boone. Boone actually is a bit of a dick in one scene coming up. Can I just say there's Dick Boone in this episode? Um, but um, then uh, Michael's like, oh, if this is back home, I'd call the police. And he's like, oh, he's special. What did you say? <laughs> it's like, back home, Caucasian people don't like black people. <laughs> Bold people but, hate black people. Back home, like, Michael, home. Michael, Michael, stop playing the race card. <laughs> Jack comes in, Michael, just no. No, stop. Michael. Stop with the race card, Michael. Stop it, Michael. We get it, but just no. <laughs> all right? <laughs> We're in the South Pacific, all right? We're all the same here right now. Um, not that we're not back home, people. Uh, and he's like, stay away from my boy and me. Like, not like he said that a hundred times before. Um, then we, in the cave, Sun comes in and speaks English. Are you all right? Uh, I'm okay. Thanks. Um, and this is, is this where uh, he says to Sun, like, I don't know how to talk to him and he can't grow up here, can't grow up in this place. It's yep. kind of a bit of an inkling, like, oh, what's he going to do? Like, swim away. Um, then we get <laughs> Saeed and Shannon. Uh, God. Whatever. I, I do like this moment, though, when, like, Jack's there and Saeed's like, oh, this is what happens here and la, 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 la. And then Shannon's like, oh, and the fish song. And then Jack's like, the what? <laughs> <laughs> I do like this kind of how it's kind of setting up. Oh, it could be this location, uh, which we'll later learn is called the Dark Territory. So yeah. it's a nice little setup for the... Give us a, Give us a bit of island stuff in this filler episode. And smart old Saeed, when I lay the maps down on top of each other, because, like, you yeah, know... MB. Like, really? God, you have to have a high IQ to figure this one Jesus out. Christ, Saeed. I have I... studied maps all over the world, but I've never laid them on top of each other like this before. Yeah, like, if I put it like this, and then put this one here and bolt this over and move this one down and rip this one a little bit in the corner, and then I get this, take the top off. And... go here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah yeah, but then we get uh, Michael shows up and uh, we're going to build a raft. This is the first time. I do like it how he says, we're going to build a raft. And then like, Saeed's like, a raft. And it's like, don't say it like that. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> just the way they yeah, both pronounce the word fun. differently. Um, and then I love, I love Shannon just chimes in. Why not? I get really seasick. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about you, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But uh, like, it, this is like interesting because how long they've been on the island now for? What two weeks? Haven't they? Uh, I think this is in the twenties now. We are on to day twenty-six and seven. Okay, well, I mean, this is a fair point when they say, uh, you know, why don't we try and get off? And like, it's a valid point. That's I mean, Tom Hanks did it on Castaway. Like, I mean, you know, he tried a few times. Um, so yeah, and I, why is Jack and Saeed so against it? No. We can't yeah. get off this side. The shipping currents. We don't know where we are. Like, just fucking try. Like, what's like seriously? Yeah, like, what else are you doing? Playing golf. Exactly. Um, well, he's got a point. Like again, Team Michael here. He's he's got a valid of, point. Of course, though, Michael, who does construction and knows the integrity of caves, like lives in New York City. No, no, he can also build boats. Like, <laughs> he's he's a multi-talented constructionist. He's the uh, he's the New York Saeed. Uh, he can do everything. <laughs> he um, can build it. He's the Saeed of construction. We then get um, 
Freaky Walt, I've written here, Freaky Walt reading comics with that weird music in the background because him reading a Spanish comic book must be freaky. Um, uh, do you know whose comic book this is? I love this connection. Uh, I We find out, don't we? I can't remember. Yeah, in the finale when everyone kind of gets a little flashback, Hurley's reading. This is Hurley's that he reads on the plane. Ah, okay. Because obviously Hurley can speak Spanish. So. Of course he can. Um, so Hurley's every man. Cool. But yeah. I just like it. He's reading the comic, and then um, Michael wants his help. <laughs> He's like, I'm busy with something. You're reading a damn comic book. <laughs> um, Look, like, I like I, the pictures. Okay, Michael. Why not? Let's build the raft. Okay, we'll let you do it. But, yeah, I mean, we don't have to work nine hours every day. Like, I get it. Like, we're going to build the raft. That's fine. But just relax. Um, Walt likes the pictures. Uh, it's like, oh, you like the pictures? I can teach you about perspective. Walt's been a dick because he doesn't respond. So uh, I mean, that was so boring. Like, yeah. oh, I learned how to do perspective. Oh. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> it was really boring. Is this where he throws? Is this Walt. where he throws it in the fire? This is where he throws it in the fire. No, but that will break my little heart when we get to. It. Okay, he doesn't throw it in just yet. So drags along, poor little Walt. Uh, meanwhile, we get Kate and Charlie because Evangeline Lilly and uh, Dominic Monaghan uh, have to have a bit of flirting going on, mildly flirt. Um, Charlie's looking for her diary, Claire's diary, that is. Um, and meanwhile, we sort of get a cut scene back between Walt and Michael. I love Walt. Am I being punished? Um, feels like punishment. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's a, a funny little scene. Um, and then we go back to, uh, Kate and, Kate and Charlie. Like, I like this little pairing. It's one we don't really ever see much. Well, it's, it's, it's cool. part of Kate's hexagon or whatever it is um yeah. i like i like it when they're like you know hey sawyer hey sawyer trick or treat he's just like outside the thing <laughs> reading a book and it's like oh we're looking for claire's diary oh what because i'm something you know something goes missing i'm to blame he fucking has it so like yes <laughs> you know it's getting a bit silly but i love it it's like it's fun like anytime something's missing it's sawyer like you know don't take it too seriously it's i funny. do i do like sawyer's little reaction here like <laughs> I read it, and I love Charlie's like, he read it! He read it! <laughs> Just, I love Charlie's react. Charlie's like, funny like, in this hey, episode. Yeah, like, I, I really like Charlie's episode. And then, like, you know, he's trying to grab it off, so and then he slaps his arm, grabs it, and then so just punches Charlie. <laughs> and then Charlie's reaction, you hit like a punts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. You hit like a punts. I love us <laughs> tending to quote the diary. Dear oh. Diary, I'm getting really freaked out by this has-been pop star. <laughs> and the case, like, you didn't really read it, did you? <laughs> oh, there's an, even, there's an even better scene with Charlie in it, though, coming up. Um, meanwhile, we're going to have a Boone and Shannon scene. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Been a while. Oh, I love it. I was just like, Shannon, you know, where have you been? Uh, and I love Boone's reaction. Boone's just like, uh-huh. Uh, and then, like, your line at the beginning, you've been a f- functioning bulimic since junior high, thought you'd be excited for dropping a size or two. Like, dig boon moment. Um, <laughs> Major dig boon Then Shannon is like, well, maybe you should help Michael. He's building a raft. Um, it's like, oh, my God. No, she's helping Michael, because then she's like, why don't you help me? And then Boone's like, oh, no, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god! It's just random little moment between these two. Is this this isn't the last time they ever have time together, right? No, no, surely not. Okay, anyway, one more. 
Um, so uh, we get Michael uh, Walt with Locke because he's got to go to the bathroom. Sneaks off, and then Locke's basically telling him to bugger off. And then Michael, damn it, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Love that line. Yeah, well, it is true. Like, I mean, fair enough. Like, Locke's trying to explain it. He's not asking there, but again, like, stay away from Gummy Joe. Yeah. And then Gummy Joe's with Walt. So it's like fair enough. It's kind of funny that, you know, here is like, stay away from my kid, you old man. Um, (laughs) um, He's into Boone. Don't worry, Michael. Um, I'll catch you again with my son. I'll kill you. Um, So this is, is this where he offers him, he offers him the pencil as a peace offering or something like this? Um, Yeah, anyway, but this is, this is where he throws the thing in the fire because this is where Walt's uh, really, why was Malcolm not nominated for an Emmy? For his amazing <laughs> acting here. <laughs> You're a jerk! You're a jerk! <laughs> You're not my father! Where were you when I was growing up? <laughs> yeah, it is really bad. Um, I remember watching this when I when it first aired, and I still get emotional when he throws the comic in the fire. I know Walt's a little turp, but it just makes me sad. It's like, oh, did he have to do that? Like, Yes, he did. Like, it, I, it's like I've had a decent relationship with my father, but there's been moments where like I, something could be taken off me because I've been misbehaving or something, and it's just—I <laughs> don't know—it just makes me sad because it's like you're on this island where you've got nothing to entertain yourself with, and like he likes the pictures. I don't know. I get sad. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a little <laughs> shit, so <laughs> he deserved it. Um, but so yeah, he throws the throws the comic book in the fire. I love Boone looking on. Uh, meanwhile, our next scene, Hurley, uh, dude, the kid's gone. <laughs> it's like, I know where he's gone. Locke, where is he? Goes to find him. Um, and basically he goes with Locke to find him. Um, what have I got? Oh yeah, this is where I've written shut down Boone. Um, <laughs> Boone's like, he's not here. Look around. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Poor little Boone. Like, this is typical Boone. You've got to step in and protect his boyfriend. <laughs> but I'm just like, little sad little face of Boone when he gets shut down. Um, so let's go find him. We'll get to... Oh, my God. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, anyway, so Charlie and Kate have a little moment. Kate, are you okay? Uh, you know, bits of me are crumbling. You know, it's a nice little scene, I guess. Not really too much here. But it does lead... I love this little scene with Charlie, like, trying to fight oh. the urge to read the diary. Like, come on, uh, I know you don't good, like Charlie, but you've got to like this comedy. scene. Good physical comedy, I think, from Dominic Monaghan. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a bit out of character because he's just almost died. But it's, it is it is Charlie-like, and it, it's good physical comedy. Yeah, it's funny. So, kind of, this is where we get these weird little flashbacks, and then we kind of interchange from the island, but they're very quick. Yeah. So, kind of... Yeah, like- we get Walt and Vincent in the jungle. We hear a roar, uh, kind of flashes back. Then we see Vincent run away. Then we're back to the island. Uh, Walt and Locke are looking around. We hear, help me, help me. It's not Shannon this time. It's Walt. Uh, and it's not a dream this time because we hear a roar and we go to the, we get this bear, oh. the, the cage around the tree. And we get the most realistic looking polar bear you've ever seen in your entire yeah. life. <laughs> Look, I think you'll agree. We haven't really touched upon this, but I think you'll agree with me, right? This season, this show is 13 years old. And, you know, other than like a few things like mobile phones here and there, I think this show really holds up. If you yeah. told someone it was made in 2012, 
I think they would believe you if they knew yeah. nothing about the show. Like, it really... And I think being set on an island kind of makes it a bit timeless. I know there's flashbacks, but it's not like every episode is set in the present day. So that kind of gives it that. But it, even the look of it, it really does hold up so well. It looks like it could be made today. I agree. Not this polar man. <laughs> this does not hold up at all. I remember watching this two years ago, rewatching. I'm like, oh my god, did it really look that bad in 2004, five? Like it's it's so bad. Why is it roaring? Like I don't think polar bears roar, do they? Like, it's like I liked it in the pilot, and like we just shot a bear, but like, do we need? I get, I get they're insinuating that Walt summoned it, but it's like, oh, do we need a pole? This is my least favorite bit of the episode. Are they like, insinuating that Walt summoned it? Why is Walt summoning the bear? Well, because it was in the comic book, remember? Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. But like, <laughs> dumb Ben again. But like, it's just. But it's kind of just like, oh, there's a polar bear and it's trying to attack Wall. The thing that yeah. I don't get about this whole scene, because like, let's be honest, like, it doesn't get any better from here because he's locking <laughs> Michael on a tightrope, walking over the top <laughs> to get into the tree. The polar bear doesn't see this bear is huge, and like, for some reason, it can't rip bamboo. Like, what the hell? Lock drops a knife. Wouldn't that be funny? Oh, whoops, sorry, I killed your boy. Uh- <laughs> Straight into the head. He, like, swipes at the bear. We hear, like, yelps at the dog. <laughs> then he, like, Michael climbs down. Somehow they can tie on this fake little tree and lift him up. Yet they can't do it with Michael. Meanwhile, Michael does again, into the jungle the bear goes. Like, why is this bear <laughs> roaring and yelping like a little wimpy puppy dog? Uh, <laughs> I assure you I don't hate Lost Filler, but some of it is just so bad. This is, yeah, I can, there's nothing... I, if, if this was booed, I couldn't defend this. Like, um, oh, Seriously, they should have just made the whole episode the flashback. Yeah. No island stuff. Uh, kind oh. of it leads us into Michael and Walt hugging. Oh, my stomach's hurt. <laughs> um, Michael then gives this little box. We see what's in the box. What's in the box? Um, and yeah, you the box last week. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, they're, they're all the cards that bitch Susan has kept from Walt. <laughs> <Kept> from him. <laughs> Stupid Susan. Um, but this obviously is a nice little scene between Walt and Michael. Kind of, this is where Walt realizes, well, maybe not Dad's fault. Um, then we see Charlie reading uh, the diary. Um, <laughs> Which, you know, I think we all would, let's be honest. Um, I love that you'd say all this, like, she's just shitting on everyone on the island. Like, <laughs> God, Jack, Charlie, he's the worst, Sawyer, like, Kate, oh. She, or it's the bitch. opposite. Oh, Sawyer and I had great sex last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, this is weird, because Ch- Charlie's like, oh, Claire had dreams about the Black Rock. Rousseau talked about the Black Rock. This doesn't hold up. Like, clearly they knew there was going to be something to do with the Black Rock, but either they didn't know what it would be or, like, is Claire also psychic now or something like This really doesn't hold up, but they never revisit this ever again. I, I, I do like uh, when he's like, I read a diary, and say so like, you read a diary, and he's like, I'm bloody scum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ch- Charlie is scum a lot of the time, but at least he admits it all yeah. the time. I, 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 oh, love scum. I do love Charlie. Um... But, yeah, so it's kind of like, oh, we're going to go find her. It's like, oh, it's the middle of the night. We can't do that. Um, <laughs> then we get Boone and Locke again. Um, what is, what is, um, I've written here, you can't hear everything Boone. What does Boone say there? Um, the sooner you know that, the better. I don't get that bit. 
Anyway. Because um, he's got the whistle. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's the, the dog. That's right. Um, and then, I'd love if he summoned the polar bear back nah. with the whistle. Oh, no! <laughs> Just eats Boone. <laughs> no, no one notices. And Locke's like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's when he starts banging on the... What do you want from me? <laughs> Light comes up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Locke gets his knife out because we hear rustling. In- that's actually his knife. He's not getting his dick out or anything. Uh, there's rustling in the jungle. What could it be? It's a Vincent... It's Claire! She's back! Lost. Uh, <laughs> nice top piece, please, Yeah, it is, actually. It is a very nice one. Uh, so there we go. We spent about an hour talking about the flashback and 19 minutes talking about what happened on the island because when you've got that CGI fucking polar bear... <laughs> <laughs> well, did that even look good in 2005? Like, Ugh, that that looked good in 1982? Like, I mean... <laughs> Jesus, we had better special effects in Kill Phil. Um, so they should have just gotten Michael to draw one, hold a white piece of paper up and go, raw. Raw. <laughs> that would have looked more realistic. Or someone dress up. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, when I went to the Coca-Cola factory in Atlanta, the symbol of Coca-Cola is a polar bear, and you got your photo taken with a polar bear. So, like, I, that was more realistic in Atlanta than the barrier lost. They're like, oh, sorry, Yunjin Kim, there's not really much for sun in this episode, but we've got a different role for you. Dress up in a polar bear suit! <laughs> uh, before we rate it, do we have any questions in this episode? I mean... Why is Walt special, obviously? Um, and, you know, that's kind of not going to be answered in the show, but also half-answered, but we'll put it in there, I think. Um, and then I had another one. I'm not sure if we already wrote it down. Where has Claire been? Did we already write that in Raised by Another? Like, where has she been taken? Or? No. The only one we had in that episode was, did the psychic know the plane would crash? So where has yeah. Claire been? Where, yeah, and that will be answered in Season 2. So people who say this show never answers anything, there's a whole episode answering that. My memory, just like, Claire missing in the jungle just reminds me of the last season because that's when she's, like, all fully feral, right? And like, my baby, where's my baby? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, so there are... We haven't had anything answered. Uh, did we find out what the toy plane was in this episode? No. Um, <laughs> why was Jim no, bloody? Uh, was <laughs> I just forgot what that was, but of course it's from the flashback. Well, that's coming in three episodes. Why so. was Jin bloody? <laughs> Why yeah, is the no polar bear there from episode two? Um, no. All right. Uh, okay. Let's rate it. Uh, of course, our rating system is. Buy it. We loved it. Rent it. It was okay. Bin it. It was shit. Uh, what are you doing with this episode? Oh, God. This is hard. Uh, I actually don't know. Um, that polar bear bit at the end is enough to bit it on on its own. Um, you know, I like the Charlie stuff, but other than that, there's not a lot going on on the island. Um, the on-island stuff with Walt and Michael isn't as interesting as the flashback. Um, yeah, that polar bear bit. <laughs> really, you know what? I've been two in a row. Um, oh, no. No, no, no. I'll give it a very, very, very low rent. Um, wow. And only because of the flashback. You know, it's the longest one yet. And, yeah, this whole Michael Walt thing doesn't stand up in the grand scheme of loss, but 
you know, it's a captivating story, um, and it's pretty a, a pretty complete Michael story. Um, so, you know, I may regret this because it's close to a bin, uh, the polar bear stuff, and there's just nothing going on on the island. But, you know, there's some funny boon moments, and, you know, we get a bit of stuff at the map. So very, very low rent, I think, the special, but so close to being a bin, especially with that last kind of, 10 minutes of the show. Well, I, I was legitimately thinking you were about to join the esteemed ranks of uh, Perez from Survivor New Zealand, so far the only person to have binned episodes three in a row. Uh, he did that twice. It was close. In Survivor New Zealand. Uh, there you go. Uh, I'm renting it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you with everything. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the flashback just because I like Michael and kind of getting that. But again, similar with the boom one, it's just it's a one-off. Like, you don't need much more with Michael from this point on. So it's kind of cool. We've gotten that background bit. Um, I like the Charlie stuff in this episode. It's just kind of there. Uh, and just Dick Boone, uh, you know, it's just like... Because even when he tries to be a dick, we just want to, like had a puppy with him or something um but yeah so renting it for me um similar page with you so uh we now move on to 15 uh that's next episode of course homecoming um which is the name of a very popular brink unleash film i believe as well uh as well as a spider-man film and a popular song by kanye west but this is the episode called homecoming uh we're going back to our charlie roots all of a sudden uh and this is this is the one that you said didn't you that damon lindelof said it was like his least favorite in the history of lost yeah which i want like and he said he said that after stranger in a strange land which i mean like i'll probably i feel i'll be more critical about some of this I don't know, like, I'm weird on this episode. Like, I don't know. I, I yeah. It's, it's, eh. Like, the, even the island stuff, which is very dramatic and tense, even then it's still a bit like, eh. But we lose a beloved character in the next episode, though. Can we just point <laughs> yeah, that out? Yeah, we do. That's going to be sad. Yeah, I am weird about this one, too, because this may, I may go on record, ask me at the end of the show, but this may be the most mismatched ill-timed flashback island kind yeah. of matching ever in the history of the show. It's just painful that they did this storyline with this island It's the story. most pointless flashback up to this point. Like, to me, there's what is the point of this flashback? To get one little reference to Charlie wanting to be special and loved? Like, yeah. that's it? Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but, you know, it's just so ill-timed and tonally. But I'll talk more on that next week. That just grinds my gears. And, you know, I, I don't agree with Damon. It's not the worst episode of Lost, but, you know, I've got mixed feelings. I think there's some really great stuff about it, uh, really exciting stuff, and some not so good stuff. So, yeah, mixed opinions on Homecoming, but it should be interesting. In the meantime, you got any questions for us, send them in. Probably got them ages ago, and we just haven't answered them yet because it's been a couple of months. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate any feedback along the way. Remember, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, leave us some feedback while you're there. I'm going to say this episode deserves about a four stars. I think it was a pretty good episode. We were funny. Yeah. Um, subscribe on Stitcher and Spotify as well, in case you don't use Apple and you hate, like, Steve Jobs or something. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, we hope you're enjoying these as much as we enjoy bringing them to you. But we'll be back next week for episode 15, Homecoming. My name is Ben and fuck you Susan yeah my name is Noah and yeah I'll see you in hell Susan thank you for listening to the Oz Network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at theoznetwork.net